Hello everyone, I am Michael and this is a Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. Today we're going to be talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. It is one-itis. I bet you're like, what the hell is one-itis? Well, I'm going to be talking more about that today in today's episode of Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. One-itis. It's a slang and it's a noun. And it means attraction towards another single potential partner to the exclusion of other possible partners. Now, I bet you didn't know that was a thing. Now, if you're over the age of 40, I'm sure you had no clue. Um, I just happened to be looking at a YouTube video and the person doing the video was talking about one-itis and how it... Um, pertains to love and uh, sex and love addicts for that matter now as a love addict I've had my fair share of, of one-itis you know for me a simple smile would turn into uh, fantasizing about that person and then uh, would become the obsession um, I would become laser focused on one person and then not noticing all the other available women that were around me. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell you a, a story that talks about my one-itis and, and how one-itis affected me. Now I've changed the names to the story to protect the innocent. So I, I'm pointing to me. I bungled up a relationship with Sarah. Now, Sarah was this beautiful, fun, and intelligent woman. Now, she was beyond intelligent. At the time when I met her, she was finishing up her master's degree, and she was going that next year for her doctorate, and she was moving to Ohio. Um, we had only been dating for like maybe three months or so. Um, and she told me she was moving to Ohio. And um, at that moment, I kind of panicked. You know, it's that panic that like if she moves, then who is going to want me and who's going to want to be around me? Who's like she gave me all of her attention and. I didn't want to be rejected. So I started doing things to kind of sabotage the relationship because I didn't want to break up with her. You know, I was too chicken shit to do that. So if I manufactured something, then she would want to break up with me and then I wouldn't feel so bad. Although this is all subconscious. Which means if you are a love addict, you do things, you sabotage things, and then when you sabotage things, you blame yourself for a lot of the heartache and pain that comes with it. So we end up breaking up. Um, we still talk to each other, you know, from time to time. And, and there was an opportunity for me to kind of mend the relationship. But my head was so messed up at that time, I didn't seize that opportunity. So what I did instead was I went back online, 
which in my days was AOL. Yes, don't laugh at me. I was on AOL. And I ended up um, meeting Kimmy, who is complete opposite of um, Sarah, like complete opposite. Um, Kimmy was fun. Kimmy um, had a a regular nine to five job and um, Kimmy had a similar dysfunctional family like my own. And so we bonded, we trauma bonded over our dysfunctionality in our family. And so that's how we, we ended up being together. Um, she too was also an alcoholic. If you know my um, family lineage, my qualifier, my first qualifier was my mom, was Helen. Um, Helen was the person that introduced me into codependency and she introduced me into being a love addict. So I had lots in common with Kimmy. And so Kimmy and I, you know, grew this relationship built on our dysfunctionality. Um, Kimmy was married. And she was looking to get out of her marriage, and she found me, this willing person, um, who was who was more than willing to entertain the idea of being in a dysfunctional relationship. Our first conversation that we ever had, it, it started. I remember, I'll never forget it. It was on a Thanksgiving. I had worked thanks, that Thanksgiving and um, got home, got online, and within an hour was talking to Kimmy. And we talked um, online from about 9 p.m. until about 3 o'clock that next morning. Um, believing that I couldn't find anyone better than Kimmy, I ended up you know, I stopped listening to family members. I stopped listening to friends. All my energy was focused on her. And, um, you know, we, we jumped like really headfirst into this relationship. Um, eventually within a, a few weeks of dating, we ended up moving into an apartment together. So 13 years two children and a divorce later, you know, I realized that I had met the wrong person and I met them at the right time. You know, I hadn't taken time out of my first relationship to grieve it, to understand what had taken place, to kind of take some time off and just relax and just be cool with things. Um, With Kimmy, I saw her like on our first date, which was the next day after we talked. And I was just instantaneously glued to this person, even though there were, I think if I had taken the time to just chill from breaking up with someone, I would have found someone who probably would have been more suitable for me. But I looked at Kimmy and I thought, oh my gosh, 
She's the one. And I'm doing air quotes right now. She is the one. And never took time to say there are many ones. Hence the word one-itis. They are the one. Um, so I jumped into this relationship with her. And um, I, I would have realized that the issues that we were having really were all a lack of, were, were all due to my lack of self-confidence in myself. I felt that no one else was going to love me. And if I didn't take this opportunity now, that it would never present itself again. So one itis just kicked in and it was like, oh my gosh, she's the one I have to have her. And I spent, you know, hours, you know, bonding with a woman that was totally not right for me. You know, I had felt that Sarah was uh, above me in every area. She was beautiful. She was tall. She was intelligent. She was funny. All these things that I would want in a woman. And I thought that eventually she would find out that I was a fraud, that I wasn't this intelligent, funny, witty guy that... I was portraying myself as when all along I am. But at that moment, I didn't feel that way about myself and it showed. So, and this, this all played out subconsciously in my mind, just, just so you know. So what is one itis? So let's talk about that. What is exactly one itis? Now, one itis um, comes from a scarcity mindset. You know, once you, find that one person you believe that there is no one else like them and you'll never and I mean never find another person like them again now once again you know when I saw Kimmy and I heard her background I was thinking this was it she was the person of my dreams she was it and there was no one else that could be like her Number two, one-itis is a lack of self-confidence. So I had always thought of myself as a dweeb, you know, throughout my, my formative years in, in school, you know, elementary school, junior high school, high school. I always thought of myself as an outcast. You know, I was that guy that um, wasn't smooth with the girls. I was in band. I wore glasses, um, you know, red lots and lots of books and can talk about things that were just really irrelevant to other people at that time. So my self-confidence for me was at an all-time low. And I figured that I was not worth the effort of someone really getting to know me because I wasn't really that special or important. Number three, past relationship struggles. So whenever a relationship ended, I would place the blame on myself and then fail to analyze what really caused, what was the real cause of the breakup. Like, like I said, with, um, with Sarah, I never took time to just sit down and go, okay, she was moving far away. 
being in a long distance relationship would have been tough. What are some of my options? Could I have moved to their location? Could I have, you know, could we have maintained um, a long distance relationship? Because she still has family in the area that I live in. And I'm sure she would have came up. There were all these scenarios that played in my head that said um, this wasn't a, a viable option. And I never took the time to stop and think of those possible options. I never thought of them. So um, I just said, hey, this was all my fault. And I placed the blame on me. And, you know, use that to feel bad about myself and then use that to go on to another relationship. Number four, an inability to meet and create attraction with a new woman slash man. Um, if you fail to meet that special person, you stop being aware of other potential mates. Like I said with Kimmy or, or actually with, with Sarah, Sarah and Kimmy, after I broke up with Sarah, didn't have time or didn't want to make time to just relax and take it easy. Um, find out, hey, is there someone else better out there for me? What were the positives of our relationship? What were some of the negatives of our relationship? I just dove headfirst into the next relationship. And I saw all the warning signs that said this was not a good relationship. The warning signs were all over. I saw them, but I just ignored them and just kept right on going. And last but not least, the belief that you will never meet another man or woman like this again. Now, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there's always going to be someone who is going to be um, someone who is similar to who you are dating now, right? Or someone who is better than who you're dating now. Um, when you become laser focused on that one person, you miss out on other people who could be a much better fit for you than the person you are focusing all your attention on. So here's, here's a hint. If you don't place any attention on that person, that person that you're fantasizing about and just allow life to happen and allow nature to happen, you're going to find out that there are hundreds of people that are a better fit than that person that you are obsessing about. So, um, one-itis results in a love addict who becomes hyper fixated on one person. We don't take time to look at other people that are around us. We don't take time to, you know, um, take time for us. We, we, whatever hobbies we have, whatever interests we may have, we drop it for this one person because we're so fixated on them that we lose who we are just to cater to that one person. One-itis usually occurs because our views are molded by fantasy. Now, as a love addict, I can attest to this firsthand. Um, things that I saw on TV and saw in film or heard in music kind of molded who I 
would become. There was this, and I'm I'm sure. I'm sure there are some guys who can relate to this, and I'm, I'm sure there are some women who relate to this as well, but fantasy plays a big role in love addiction. It plays a huge role because we see something on TV or we see it in movies or we hear it in music, and we believe that this is how love really is, and that fantasy you try to play that fantasy out in real life and it doesn't work it never works but we get so consumed in that fantasy that it just becomes natural to us um when i just causes the person to chase and pursue others without noticing available more suitable mates and I can say um, that that happened to me. And after, like, after being in program now for the last five years, I can see how one itis really, um, really shaped my views on mates and how it affected me in a negative way. Whereas I could have found more suitable mates by dating more than one person. Um, I could, I, and it means just that dating. It doesn't mean getting into a relationship. It just means dating. Um, I have this analogy that I, I tell people and I ask them, Hey, what type of fruits do you like? Do you like apples? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you like oranges? And they're like, yeah. And we go through melons and we talk about pineapples. And, and I say to them, these are all fruits, but they're all different fruits. And you like those different fruits. It's okay to taste one and say, hey, mm, I really like this one. And then you taste another and say, oh, that, I like that. I like that one too. And you try all these fruits and you pick out the ones that you like and you discard the ones that you don't. And if you just eat watermelon all the time, after a while, that watermelon is not going to taste good after you've eaten it 9 million times. So it's always good to try different fruits. And I'm using that analogy um, of, of fruits because it, fits what we're talking about so it's good to not have one itis but to date a variety of people until you find find someone that you feel comfortable being in a relationship with so i hope you found this um informative and i look forward to chatting with all of you again soon i hope you're having a wonderful week uh, namaste. And until I talk to you again, take care of yourself and take care of others around you.